And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee. Genesis 22, 2 Dear Lord, today I choose the ultimate sign of worship. I choose to render my life to the workings of your hand. Like Abraham and Isaac, I choose to live in total obedience to the plans you have for me. Even when I don't understand your methods, even though it may look like I could lose everything, I will trust your character, knowing that no eye can see as far as you can see. Holy Spirit, give me the understanding to know that once you give a promise, you never go back on your word. With this truth, I choose to understand that in order for my life and dreams to go forward, they must first go upward. I now know that the secret to my provision is being able to give my dreams back to you, because only in your hands will they flourish, multiply, and be given life. Thank you for providing the sacrifice needed for me to hold on to my promise. Thank you for giving me the ultimate gift in your Son, Jesus. And thank you for always providing a way when it seems as though there is none. You are a miracle-working God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. God testing Abraham. Before this story, we heard the unfolding of God's great promises. Abraham and Sarah finally bore a son, and his name was Isaac. Now we learn of Abraham's true devotion to God. 
Will he, after waiting decades to have a child, choose his relationship with God over his son? Inspired by the book of Genesis. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. Today's reading is about a test, the most difficult test a parent could imagine, in fact. Just think about how you would feel if you finally received something you'd worked hard and waited for so long to receive, and then in an instant you're told to give this thing that God had promised back. How devastating, how confused you would be. That's exactly where we find Abraham today. Isaac had finally arrived and all seems well in the world. But now, some years later, God commands Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. If he wanted to test Abraham's faithfulness and trust, there could be no better or more painful way to do that than what he is telling him to do now. As you listen, pay attention to how Abraham responds. Are we going to see the fearful Abraham who lied about Sarah being his sister? Or will we see the faithful Abraham who refused to align himself with the king of Sodom, but instead honored God with an offering and thanksgiving for delivering him in battle? What could have possibly been going through his mind as he climbed a mountain, that mountain with Isaac? And what must Isaac have been feeling, probably now a teenager, realizing the meaning of the events that are about to happen to him. Notice how Abraham is confident that God would provide, even though he has no idea how. This passage is such a clear foreshadowing of what will come later in Scripture as God the Father gives his own Son to be sacrificed for our sins. So as you listen today, pay attention to the promise that is yet to come, the promise that Jesus would die on the cross for our sins. Let's listen now to today's passage. At last, Abraham held his son in his arms. Sarah and Abraham, after decades of falling on their knees begging for a child, had finally seen their prayers answered. Isaac was growing into a young man with the love and affection of his parents. Abraham savored every moment he had with Isaac, for he knew his days were numbered already being so advanced in years. Abraham and Sarah experienced the joys of raising their child together and the highs and lows of parenthood. Abraham held closely to God's promises, remembering that God had promised to make a great nation out of Isaac and his descendants. Hope glistened in Abraham's eyes as he gazed upon his son, his miracle, his namesake. One day, God came to Abraham, yet this time he did not come with a promise, nor did he come with a warning. Instead, he came with a command, a command that would test Abraham's faith to its very core, a command that would break him completely. Abraham, God called out. Here I am, replied Abraham. God, with no warning, explanation, or promise, spoke plainly. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, up into the mountains of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt sacrifice. Abraham was faced with a command so devastating and seemingly cruel that it could quite possibly be the end of him. Yet God had shown Abraham his compassion 
his power, and his faithfulness before. God had promised Abraham that from Isaac would come a great nation of people. If this was God's command, there must have been something greater at work. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took Isaac along with two of his men. Abraham began chopping wood, the axe methodically and swiftly cutting the kindling that would burn his son at the altar. How painful it was to prepare the altar at which your son would be murdered. Sweat fell from his brow and tears from his eyes. Abraham arose, eyes towards heaven, and took Isaac to the base of the mountain. Abraham turned towards his men and said, Stay here with the donkey. My son and I shall climb the mountain to meet with the Lord and worship. Abraham and Isaac climbed the face of the mountain. Isaac, still unaware of what his father was asked to do, helped carry the wood up to the altar. Abraham prepared a fire and laid the wood on the altar beside his son. Seeing the turmoil deep in his father's eyes, Isaac spoke. My father, he exclaimed. Here I am, my son, Abraham replied, looking down at the wood, refusing to meet his son's gaze. We have the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham could hardly bear the words coming from his mouth. Oh, my son, God will provide himself a lamb, I am sure of it. Anguish filled Abraham's heart and mind. He took ropes in his hands and bound them to his son. Tears streaming down his face, he laid Isaac down at the altar. Abraham, God's chosen hero, stood over his son. The supposed father of nations, poised to slay his only child, raised the blade high in the air, with his eyes looking toward heaven and faith welling up within his heart that God would make this right somehow. Abraham prepared the descent of his knife towards Isaac. In that instant, the heavens opened up violently, booming from the skies, a voice of deliverance bellowed across the mountaintops. Abraham! Abraham! The voice cried. Trembling on the floor with tears blurring his vision, Abraham managed a response. Here I am, he whimpered. Do not strike your child, God said. Your faith in me will be spoken of for all eternity, for not even your own son would keep you from worshipping me. Abraham finally lifted his eyes, and there in the thicket beside him was a ram caught by his horns. There he and Isaac sacrificed the ram to God on the altar, and they named the mountain the Lord will provide. For God is the one who would provide the ultimate sacrifice. A second time God spoke. Since you did not withhold your son from me, I will make his name great. As the stars are adorned in the sky and the grains of sand scattered across the shore, so I will expand your offspring. Greatness shall follow you. After that, Abraham and Isaac left the mountain. God would not require Abraham to sacrifice his own son. God most of all knows the love one has for his children, for God himself is love. And because of this love, God would one day send his own son to be sacrificed for all. For the Garden of Eden, 
the Ark of Noah, and the Son of Abraham were all pointing towards a greater and more glorious promise, one that would truly bless all nations and generations to come. Isaac is finally born. He is with his parents. He is growing in strength and stature. Abraham and Sarah, as they watched their son play, must have been filled with dreams for their child's future. How he would grow strong and wise, working alongside his father, fulfilling the promise of God. How he would meet a woman one day and they would become one, producing grandchildren from Abraham and Sarah. The great nation, God's chosen people, was coming to be, and it was growing up right before their eyes as Isaac became a man. God had come through in a big way, and now the world was brighter for it. So imagine, just imagine, the suffering, the pain, the agony that stabbed Abraham's heart as he heard God tell him that a sacrifice was required. And not the sacrifice of a bull or a ram, not the first harvest of wheat or a dove. No, it was so much bigger than that. A devastating command. God wanted Isaac back, and he wanted the full heart of Abraham. And he wasn't just going to take him. Abraham would be the one to take the life of his son and give him back to God. As a parent, I wonder how Abraham was even able to function after hearing God tell him to take the life of his son, his only son, and offer him as a sacrifice on a mountain. But Abraham, to his credit, did not question God or even try to bargain with him. He very simply, painfully, courageously obeyed without hesitation. When God calls us to do something, how often do we do this? Do you respond in obedience without hesitating or rationalizing your way out of things? Or do you, like Abraham, draw from your experience of trusting God, God's overwhelming faithfulness and love, and step forward and obey God, knowing that God will provide according to his will and for your ultimate good? This is what Abraham does. He knows God must have a reason beyond his understanding, a reason for his own plan to be fulfilled. He just can't fathom what it is. Like Job, he recognized the truth God gives and God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I can only imagine the pain of each question Isaac may have asked. Where are we going, Dad? What are we going to do there? And then came the most painful question of all in Genesis 22, 7. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father! And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? How is it possible for Abraham to answer the question of his son he loved so much? His answer shows immense faithfulness in God. Verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Abraham doesn't know how it's possible, but he trusts that God will provide. And he remains obedient to the point of tying Isaac up and raising the knife to kill him, just as God had commanded. But this would not be the day when a father would sacrifice his son. God stays, stops the hand of Abraham in the last moment and provides a sacrifice, a ram. There will be blood shed that day, but not 
on his only son, Isaac. Because of Abraham's great faithfulness, because he held nothing back from God, he and Isaac would be blessed in ways that we can never fathom. They descended down the mountain knowing God has a special plan for them and again reassured him, God reassured them of his incredible love for his children, for his family. I imagine Jesus looking down on these events by his father's side, knowing that when it was his turn, there would be no last-minute cancellation, no reprieve from the soldier's whip, the nails in his flesh, the death that he would die. God would indeed sacrifice his only son to bring others to himself, to give them eternal life. But the sacrifice is not Isaac. The sacrifice is Jesus, the one perfect sacrifice who would die once and for all for those who would trust in him and believe in his salvation. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today's story and how we see your mercy and love and grace. Thank you that you spared Isaac from death, but you chose not to spare your only son, Jesus, as he went to the cross and was put to death because of our sins so that we could be saved. Thank you for how the story reminds us of the sacrifice and the love that you share with each one of us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for your life, be sure to visit jackgram.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.